passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hi, everybody. I'm Cassidy, one of your Indianapolis Colts cheerleaders, and you're watching the Believe in Colts podcast. Welcome back to Believe in Colts. I'm Lawrence Owen. That is Gerard Powers. And, well, again, uh, we're getting ready to go into this upcoming Thursday game against the Denver Broncos. Ooh, that's a matchup from heck. Sorry we can't have Rodney McLeod. He's busy training his butt off, practicing his butt off, watching tape in order to prepare for this game because they're walking into this without uh, some of their best players on defense. And man, that's 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 going to be a a tough matchup when you're talking about dealing with a guy like Russell Wilson, Gerard, uh, walking in this game, sitting here. Colts are one, two, and one. Uh, yeah, it's going, hard to say. <laughs> uh, it is, isn't it? <laughs> going into Denver, going into Denver, that's already a tough place to play, isn't it? Yeah, already tough with the altitude and. You know, they got some crazy fans, uh, got a good history of uh, some good football. So they got passionate fans just like our fans. So uh, it's definitely going to be a tough place to go to. So traveling across the country, uh, it's always tough when you got to travel that far to play a game on a short week. Absolutely. Kind of mad, mad at the NFL for scheduling that. That's, that's, a tough, that's a tough road game for a short week for, you know, a team that's on the East Coast compared to a team that's on the, the West Coast. So. So you're thinking that this should have been played in Indy. <laughs> it, or it just should have been a different appoint, opponent to where maybe a divisional game for Thursday night or something like that. But when you're talking about flying across the country to play, you know, somebody that's outside of your division, that's tough to do on a short week. Yeah. And then, yeah, especially with the altitude and, and, and everything. Mm-hmm. People people are like, well, every everyone has a, you know, an advantage of being at home. Home is an advantage, but there's there's a couple places that seriously have serious home field advantages. Denver is one of them. At the top uh, of the list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so football is back, as you know, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. As your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events like Major League Baseball, MMA, tennis, boxing, even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use Promo code believe that's B L E A V to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. 
We also, as I said before, we're going to be short a few defensive players walking into this game. But if uh, you've said it before, at this point in the season, the injury list is 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 like a, a shopping list right now for yeah. most teams. You know, you go look at the Denver Denver injury report, and it's longer than the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, I mean, even even their starting quarterback is dealing with a shoulder injury right now. Uh, yep. If you were starting a, running backs out, yeah, yep. yeah. There's uh, their backup running back is dealing with an injury. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's just mm-hmm. their wide receivers. Um, I think uh, we got a few people on defense. It's it's just it's crazy. Um, if you were a team walking into this game, how do you how do you prepare? for a game like this where it's a short week you're going to denver uh you're on a your team has hasn't been playing well if you're a coach how do you get your guys prepared for this game after the letdown that has happened so far these these first four weeks so when we come in on monday so for the coach uh they're gonna come in monday yesterday quickly go over the film from the titans and you have to move on immediately you don't have any time to waste not even a second so the main focus right now is physically getting the guys physically ready to play another game while trying to do the x's and o's and the mental part and getting everybody sharp ready to go um, you know, but this is something they prepared for. They knew it at the beginning of the season they were going to have a short week. So I'm pretty sure most of the game plan was already finished, already done uh, before we even got to this point. Uh, but the main thing right now is physically, like you said, the, the injury list is going up and uh, guys is beat up. It's around that time guys is beat up and you're feeling horrible and you know you got a Thursday game. So as a coach, as a staff, as a, you know, and, and, and all that, you're trying to do whatever you can possible to make sure your guys as fresh as possible. So practices uh, be more so walkthrough-ish tempos. Uh, you might do a couple live things, but it's not going to be any physical aspect to practice this week just because of the short week. And, you know, everybody know how brutal football is. Uh, and to play, you know, four days later, uh, I mean, it, it, it's tough to do. And it's the same thing with the Broncos. Their schedule is going to be the same, uh, you know, uh, go in, watch film, quickly get over the film, walk through tight practice and try to do as much as you can physically to get those guys ready to go. So defensively, they've got themselves a task in having to deal with Russell Wilson. The last time we played Russell Wilson, he was with the Seahawks and he hit us a couple times deep for touchdowns. Right. Uh, and really, really hurt the team. Um, how does as a defensive back, how do you defend against a guy like Russell Wilson? Man, it's tough. I mean, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. You know, he's been that way for years now. Uh, his reputation, his reputation, it is what it is when it comes to quarterback. You know it. Uh, you look at him in warm ups and you're like, all right, he's not the biggest guy. You know, he's not, you know, the fastest guy. And then as soon as the game starts. I mean, he's standing in the pocket. He's extending plays. He probably has top three, top four, best deep ball in football, uh, you know, and just just being able to throw the deep ball very well. Uh, so when it comes to, I guess, trying to tame Russell Wilson, everybody has to do their job and be disciplined and, and, and sound. Because uh, like I said, when those rush lanes start to happen and, you know, he start to feel the pressure and things like that. You know, he's great at extending plays and, and, and making plays on the run and or running the ball himself, scrambling and doing what he has to do. 
Uh, so I think it'll be a game to where if we stay disciplined uh, within our scheme, guys are, are where they're supposed to be, and we keep them in the pocket, we'll be fine. But if, if he's able to invade the pocket to extend plays, because they got some weapons at receiver with Sutton and, and those guys. So if he's able to invade the pocket and uh, extend plays, I think that'll hurt us uh, defensively. So I'm I'm going to be watching the D-line and see if they can just keep them contained inside that pocket throughout the game. Yeah, that, that'd be something great. Uh, the th- one thing that I have noticed from watching him over the years is if you get pressure on him up the gut, he doesn't run side to side much. He runs backwards, mm-hmm. all right? And that's – you want <laughs> him to run backwards, mm-hmm. okay? Because that's, that, that, that's almost, you know, a, a situation where it, it, it's it's in the positive favor of, of the defense. You can make a, a play on that. Um, Man, I um... – not to cut you off, but in 2000, I want to say it was 2015 when I was with the Cardinals, we played uh, Seattle, and I think we we sacked them like eight times, nine times, and still lost. Uh, so I think that kind of proves your point on how good Russell Wilson is when it comes to pressure and dealing with certain things. He still found a way to beat us when it matters. So. Yeah, that's true. We talk about the offense. Uh, our offense being not the best right now. I mean, we're tied for the second least touchdowns, offensive touchdowns in the NFL at only having six so far. You know who's tied with us for second? The Denver Broncos. That's mm-hmm. kind of weird to say when you're talking about Broncos and Russell Wilson and and, and things of that nature. Uh, I mean, they, they've got weapons out there, but again, you know, they're they're kind of it kind of feels like to me they they kind of got a very similar situation with the Colts. You know, you got a new starting quarterback, you got new system, uh, new system coming in uh, mm-hmm. offensively, stuff like that, where, you know, they're, they're trying to figure themselves out. So th- this is an opportunity for the Colts to maybe get one up and and, and uh, maybe solidify their own confidence walking uh, after this week. Yeah, I think it's definitely a game we match up well against. I, I hope nobody's in our building thinking that this game is going to be so tough that we can't win it or or whatever the case. Because like you said, the Broncos got their issues too. They got their problems as well. They haven't looked great as well. Russ, I mean, even though we know he's Russell Wilson, he hasn't been the Russell Wilson of the past this year. Um, you know, so I, I think it's a, a huge opportunity for us. And if we're able to go to Denver – on a short week dealing with what we've been dealing with, looking how bad we've been looking, and we find a way to win this game when all the eyes are going to be on us. It's a primetime game, uh, and we know what what that primetime-type uh, atmosphere is going to be. It's going to be electric. So if we can go out there and, you know, and match that energy, I think we can definitely go out and win this game. And I don't necessarily – I think the Broncos might be favored by three or something right now. Uh, but I think we can definitely go out there and win this game by seven, by 10, or, or, or somewhere around there if we go out there and do what we're supposed to do. I know uh, JT might be out. Uh, I'm not sure what the situation uh, it is with JT dealing with an ankle issue, but you just never know when certain little things happen within your team and uh, and it puts the onus and pressure on other guys to step up and make plays. Not, not, I ain't going to say nine times out of 10, Lawrence, but a good a good amount of time. Guys normally step up to the to to the plate and answer the call when they're called when they're called is uh it, it's it's there. Yeah, definitely. I, I think nine times out of ten they do. Uh, I think Naheem Hines, he brings a different aspect to, to mm-hmm. the running game. Uh, he, he's going to run a little bit differently. At least I hope. 
Uh, there was a few times against the Titans where I saw Jonathan Taylor kind of look like early Jonathan Taylor, where he was solely focused on on trying to hit the hole that the the, the run play was schemed for when he could have broke it outside and made a lot more yardage, right? And mm-hmm. Naheem, I think, is that guy that would do something of that nature. Uh, if it ain't in front of him, he's not the biggest uh, running back in the NFL. He's more of the catch-me-if-you-can type guy, and he's mm-hmm. very good at that. Um, and also, if, if JT's not able to play and Naheem has to be the, the, the main running back, it's a different dynamic. You know, mm-hmm. we're talking about a pass catcher out of the backfield, so you might not see as many downhill runs as we, you would see or expect with Jonathan Taylor. Maybe we'll get a little – you know, uh, open it up a little bit and, you know, try to have some new formations and different different ways to get 21 the ball. But uh, we definitely got to get him more touches uh, as well. Absolutely. Now, the Colts are dealing every, – every, every week we deal with defensive linemen. Our offensive line obviously, you know, has had its issues this year. And every week we deal with some named defensive linemen this week Bradley Chubb. Chubb, and he's legit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's pretty good, Lawrence. He is what? pretty good. How, how, how does how does this offense do what, – what did this team do to try to neutralize Chubb to the best of their ability? Before we start, I guess, trying to, you know, stop specific guys on the other side of the ball, I think we just got so many issues that we got to – get to get like like fix as a whole as an offensive line and if we can just fix ourselves as a whole i think we'll be able to to tame chubb like how we're supposed to uh, tame chubb so i'm not even going to worry about who's on the other side of the ball because it hasn't mattered yet Uh, so until until we uh kind of you know fix our problems and uh, get our chemistry back to where it's supposed to be and what everybody was kind of expected i mean we got too many veterans and too many good players you know, that's proven themselves on our O-line for them to kind of have the same slow start. So uh, before we start, I guess, trying to figure out how we're going to stop Chubb, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how we're going to open up these run lanes for our running backs. And, and if we're able to do that, that means we're stopping Chubb anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, opening, if, if you can run the football, that's going to help a ton. But if you're not able to run the football, like we have not been able to run mm-hmm. the football, what can the offense do to try to, help that situation when it comes to like uh maybe certain pass plays and things of that nature so a lot of offenses when you watch it um a lot of guys offensive coordinators are good at having certain pass plays that you can kind of look at as a run you know quick little certain screens uh little little just certain little pass funky type plays to where you know you could have gave it to the running back and ran it for those four or five yards but you put the defense in a tougher spot when you're giving the running back the ball on a quick tight pass and now he's out in space. So I think if, if we can come up with more ways of getting the ball out of Matt Ryan's hands fast to where these guys are in space and they can get, and I'm not saying that they have to get the home run ball. You know, if we can get Hans, you know, a quick little pass here to where he can break a tackle and it's a five, six yard gain. That's good. That's just as good as him being in the backfield and running the ball for a six, seven yard gain. Uh, so I think we have to come up with uh, more formations and more ways to where we can just get the ball out of Matt Ryan's hand and we ain't got to worry about it. The old line's going to hold up, you know, pass protection wise uh, to give Matt Ryan the time. And uh, secondly, like you said, 
if you're not able to run the ball as a defensive coordinator, it makes your job so much easier to call a defense when you know that they can't run the ball. So when they can't run the ball and you know it's going to be passed, you can you can put you know whatever coverage or whatever scheme you want to put out there to stop the pass because you know that they're one dimensional right now. So we have to find ways to where we can run the ball, whether it's handing it off or quick little throws to get those yards that we need to move the sticks with. Okay. All right. Yeah, At least I, that's I, my take. I, I, I like the idea of using uh, with our tight ends being good, um, yep, you know, yep. definitely stepping up. I, I would love to see some tight end flat throws, maybe uh, that, some drags, things, yep. things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think I think we should utilize those. We got some really big athletic tight ends out there, and I think they're mismatches for any any linebacker in safety, yeah. yeah. So I even but, I even like tight end screens. I mean, you look at mm-hmm. Kansas City and how they use their tight ends. It's not like they're just throwing the ball downfield to them. Shoot, they'll give the tight end little one yard screen pass here or there, and next thing you know, Kelsey's running down the field. <laughs> you know, so uh, I, I think we need to use our our tight ends more in the screen game as well. Absolutely, because let's face it. All right, we're looking at bubble screens. Wide receiver bubble screens have not worked for the Colts this year at all. I mean, uh, the defenses have been reading them big time and, mm-hmm. and, and and stopping them. Maybe maybe get the ball out in in shorter little spots like what what we're talking about here, where it's a little closer to the quarterback. You can just dump it off, kind of draw that draw Chubb in and then dump it off behind him. You know that way he's yeah. out of the play. All right. <laughs> Hey, and uh, I know we're I know we're talking about Chubb, but the the guy that I'm most impressed with on Denver's defense that I hope we do not throw at is Patrick Sertain. The guy's having he's having an All Pro year to start the season, and he's guarded some of the best receivers in the game so far this season, and he's done his job. Uh, so he's a guy that I'll be watching. I'm pretty sure him and Pittman have had some battles, but we might need to stay away from Sertain though. <laughs> well, yeah, that that is true, but uh, I think. I I don't know. I mean, you 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 can't. I, I feel like you can't let a defense dictate who you're throwing to at the same time. Um, so obviously, if there are spots for Pittman to catch the ball, you go ahead and throw it to him. But at the same mm-hmm. time, don't focus on one guy, right? I mean, no, we but I'm, I'm sure weapons, I'm, right? <laughs> no, we got weapons, and I'm I'm not saying Pat is going to be covering Pittman everywhere he goes. I'm just saying it's certain it's certain situations to where if you look up and you see Pat Sertain out there, and that's where your read is is out there. He's playing good enough ball to where he'll hurt you if there's a mistake. And you know we've been making mistakes lately, so I don't know if he's a guy that we should target. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, what about? On, on on defense, um, so Gus Bradley's been playing a bit more, bit more man defense than what uh, he has in the past. Uh, do you think he continues that against Russell Wilson and this this offense? I think so. I mean, I think you have to. Um, he's probably doing it more just so he makes sure he continues to stop the run and doing those things. Normally when you're, you're playing a little bit more man, it's man for man. So it's harder to run the ball in those situations because, you know, everybody can be in the box. But, um, you know, I think he's going to continue to, uh, to, to, to mix in more man-to-man coverage just because he has the guys that can do it. And, uh, and and like I said, I mean, like you said earlier, it's not like the defense has been playing horrible this year. They ain't been playing great. They ain't been playing bad. But it, it, it seems like they're ready to have that breakthrough game to where we can get some turnovers, some, you know, some some game-changing type plays to where we can give the offense momentum rather than 
us waiting for the offense to give the defense momentum. So hopefully this will be the game to where, you know, Stephon Gilmore, he's, he's used to playing in these primetime games when the odds is going to be on him, the commentators will be talking about him. So I'm hoping this will be the game to where Russ tries him a couple times and uh, he'll take advantage of that. Absolutely. I mean, right now the Indianapolis Colts are 27th in the NFL, if memory serves me correct, when it comes to the turnover margin, negative six. Uh, mm-hmm. your, our, our record reflects that period. Absolutely. So, uh, if the defense can start getting some, uh, turnovers like they did last year, uh, they, they came, they fell one shy of meeting Darius Leonard's prediction, right? He said 40, mm-hmm. we got 39. Uh, now obviously we don't have Shaquille Leonard on the field right now, but the other, the other guys, they, they just, they, when the opportunity presents itself, they've got to take it by the throat, snag it, don't let it go. Um, That's right. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, I think it's about time for us to do a a prediction for this game. Uh, Indianapolis banged up, heading to Denver to face another banged up team at Mile High Stadium on a short week. Who you got and why? Man, um, I'm going to go to Colts. Colts and I'm gonna go 21-17. And the reason I'm gonna go to Colts is normally when you're back against the wall, uh, just like it was two weeks ago when we're playing the Chiefs and everybody's down you and don't give you a chance to do anything. You come out swinging and you come out playing uh, playing better than what you've been playing. Uh, I do not think that we'll have, uh, I guess, a, another bad game uh, like we did last week as far as the start. I think somehow, some way, we will start better than what we've been starting. And I think we find a way to win, man. We just find a way. I think the defense plays well enough to contain those guys, keep the um, the number of points down. And long as those points is 21 and under, 20 and under, 17-ish, you know, uh, you'll give you give your team a chance to win if you can hold teams to that total. So I think I think this will be a game that where we'll just find a way to win on the road. Might not be pretty by any means, but I'm gonna take the coach 21 17. 21 17, four point win. Uh, well, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. <laughs> I am. I am all about you know positivity, uh, putting the past behind you, but. I've been picking the Broncos to win this game since the schedule came out. Um, I think you did. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, as a matter of fact, I had this as their first loss. Now I was way off on that one, uh, <laughs> but um, look, it, it, the Colts just don't play well in Denver. They 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 never have. Okay. It, it's it's just I think it's that altitude issue plus the travel and everything. They just don't play very well in Denver. Now uh, this could definitely be a, a change because it is a Thursday night football game and both teams are playing on a short week and, and they're both banged up. So we could legitimately walk out of here, but I got, I got Denver winning this one. Uh, now neither offense has been good this year right, uh, right. for Denver or the Indianapolis Colts. I could, I, I could see this uh, as an ugly, ugly defensive game um, where it, we're, we're talking like 12 to nine. Right, you, uh, you know, you've been hitting it with these low scores on a couple of these predictions the past few weeks. <laughs> uh, I, well, I yeah, well, it is what it is. Uh, uh, but I mean, the Colts just haven't broke twenty points this year, and Denver. I mean, what they just won with twelve points or lost? Yeah, they 
Chicago, the Chicago game, right? right? Was, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's just it's crazy. Uh, so I can see like a uh 16 12 or you know 12 9 something of that nature somewhere in that uh that game but i i just i I gotta go with denver because i had them winning before and uh honestly this offense has not given me anything to you know (laughs) think that that's going to be different so uh please prove me wrong all right no question something do something (laughs) do something all right That'll be it for this episode of Believe in Colts. Please don't forget, uh, hit subscribe, share to your favorite social media, uh, hit the like button if you're watching this on YouTube. And until next time, I'm Lawrence Owen. That is Gerard Powers. This was Believe in Colts brought to you by Bet Online. And as usual, go Colts. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.